Hi, I'm Jen, and this is Talking in Bed, the podcast where I discuss niche interests, burning questions, movies, TV shows, foreign languages, and other sundry topics. If you like unfocused, opinion-based shows, then stick around. Let's just center for a minute, you know, just arrive to the episode mentally kind of settle into whatever you're doing that's this is going to be the background music for I almost said music sound for just arrive and be here and um, clear your mind empty it completely get every last thing out of your mind we're going full lizard brain just your basic bodily functions, breathing, waste removal, vital organs doing their thing without you thinking about it. And we're here, we've arrived officially. And um, yeah, I don't have that much to uh, talk about. <laughs> um. I was doing a lot of thinking about the episode that I recorded last, whenever, recently, and um, sometimes I'll listen back to my <laughs> my own episodes while I'm working, and I was like, wow, that was a really boring episode. I mean, really, sometimes I think, oh, that was not an interesting episode, but not terribly boring, and, and the recent one... <laughs> was like really dull I mean it was just I could have talked you know it was the equivalent of telling people how I fold my clothes or something you know just this very mundane discussion which I think could have been interesting because obviously for some people it's an insight into German life but you know, and all, all lives all over the world have a certain el- element of being mundane. You know, nobody's life is kind of constantly interesting. That's something that bothers me about um, just the current, what would you say? socio-political landscape that we are living in globally and I don't think that I'm going to get too political in saying this but what bothers me is that no matter what I'm talking right to left to every right right everybody covering every single person uh, in the most war-torn countries, in the best countries on earth, what we've deemed, you know, the best countries on earth, um, we sort of look at those things and we take just kind of the, we boil it down to its most uh, newsworthy, relevant kind of elements. And... Um, and you also boil down the people who kind of tick particular boxes. You boil them down to sort of the most um, 
maybe controversial or well-known aspects of whatever box it is that they tick, right? Uh, but of course, people's lives are just not that interesting, you know? If only you were living like this constantly controversial life, but you're not, you know? Even if people think that you're a controversial person or, um, you know, just by you simply existing, your, your body may be viewed by people as a a politicized body you know it's a just by being a certain person your people can attach and ascribe certain political and social ideologies to you and that may be true but truthfully when you start to dig in a little bit um of course you'll find people who meet who completely confirm the bias, they confirm every stereotype that you have. Of course there are those people. But, you know, you also find a lot of people who don't confirm every bias or they really do have their own opinions on, um, you know, they have their own kind of perspective on the community of the people of which they tick the box. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm trying not to single out any particular community because it affects everybody, right? And um, I think what's important to remember when you're making assumptions about a particular community is... Or let's say more precisely, when you're dealing with an individual person who you know to be part of a particular, a particularly controversial community, okay? Um, people like to feel special. They like to feel like they are an individual, right? That's one of the most surprising things about um, social media and I see that a lot on TikTok that comes up a lot on TikTok where people say like, I've truly never had one original thought because the TikTok will be showing some uh, really niche behavior that you thought only you were doing, but it somehow is an ADHD behavior that you didn't know about, you know, and it's like who, you know, you don't know if it's an ADHD thing or whatever. It's usually not experts who are making those kind of TikToks is just people who are sort of living that experience and for some reason they think it's an autistic thing or <laughs> a lesbian thing or and um you know so a common thing you know will be to read I've never had a single original thought and um that is funny and it's sort of it's um like a double-edged sword, right? Part of you is like, oh, like I'm really not alone in my kind of weird ticks and quirks. But at the same time, like I'm really not as much of an individual as I thought I was. My ticks and my quirks are not really indicative of me, who I know myself to be. They're really indicative of many other... Uh, habits that 
other people have also developed because of some shared quality that we have, whatever that may be. Um, and so I just think that I couldn't even tell you what got me thinking about that. I, I started off talking about the garbage episode. Um, oh, I was talking about it being just a mundane part of life. And, and I mean, it is, isn't it? But it's like people don't talk about the fact that we're all dealing with our garbage in <laughs> like our own ways, but maybe, you know, particular uh, communities of people are dealing with their garbage and folding their laundry in particular ways. You know, we're sort of living out the essence of who we are in every decision that we make, even if we feel like we're not making a decision at all. Um, it, you know, it, passivity is also a decision, right? So if you think, if you say to yourself about something, I don't care, I, I can take it or leave it, it's up to you, whatever. That's a choice that you're making to be passive, right? And that passivity comes from uh, your particular life story and the things that have influenced you and the people that have influenced you. And the same thing with being active about something. No, no, I have a really distinct opinion about this. We need to put the garbage we need to put it out this way. It has to be like this. That also comes from, you know, that's That's a more obvious choice, but passivity is a choice also. I, I like to think of it as um, actively passive is when you're just kind of, and you may be actively passive about some things and then... Um, <laughs> active <laughs> actively active about other things um and uh there is what actively passive is choosing to be passive passively active this is just my idea that i've come up with i think passively active is when um you're the kind of person who can't say no to things. Like if you're somebody who says, I work better when I'm busy and you, cause you like having that structure and it gives you just, when you wake up in the morning, you know that you have 10 things to do and you go into autopilot and uh, you know, they're often tasks that you're doing for other people, work related, personal but you will t you take on tasks. You're like what what you know, <laughs> the capitalists would call it a go getter, right? You're you're uh, up with the early bird. You're getting the worms, you know. But that is so passively active and actively passive are both ways to avoid particular things. So if you're actively passive you are avoiding conflict. You don't want to have to give an opinion because you don't want to have to 
deal with any potential. You don't want to have to deal with another uh, person asserting their opinion. You're concerned it might happen. So you just take, you actively choose to be passive. You don't know that it's happening. You may not say to yourself, um, I, well, sometimes you say to yourself, I'm going to let this one go. But you may have a system running in the background that makes that decision for you, which you could argue is subconsciously passive, right? You don't even realize that it's happening. I suppose, yes, that you're right. It's more subconsciously passive and actively passive is when you say, I'm going to let this one go. So there, there's a distinction. And then if you're, uh, uh, what was it? Passively active, what I guess I mean there is probably subconsciously active. And that's obviously not uh, wishing to avoid conflict. It's wishing to avoid yourself, basically. I, I mean, both of them. Subconsciously, we've switched tactics here. <laughs> We're going with subconscious. Subconsciously passive and subconsciously active are both ways for you to avoid yourself. Uh, the subconsciously active one is a little more obvious because you're just out, you're busy, you're talking, you're doing. You don't have, and then you get home and you're so exhausted that you don't have any time to actually deal with yourself. Nor do you have to, it, well, I guess it is avoiding conflict because a subconsciously active person will not say, no, I can't do that. That's conflict avoidance, right? You're, you're afraid that of what will happen if you say no. You're afraid of having to stand up for yourself and say that. You're afraid of what the other person might say. Uh, so it's, very, it's the same thing as being subconsciously um, passive and, you know, on a more whatever, like... <laughs> existential level it's like you're afraid of having that quiet time with yourself whereas the subconsciously passive person is probably more comfortable with um themselves being on their own uh but they may not what Well, again, they don't want to have to stand up for themselves. They don't want to have to say, no, this is my opinion on this. This is what I want. They don't want to have to do that because that would be um, confronting your own fear of not just having to have a conflict with somebody, but also, um, you know, if you assert yourself, there's a chance that somebody else will be disappointed or that you will be disappointed. Um, and now that I'm talking about it, I feel that actually you could be very active. You could be a very active person and be subconsciously passive, right? Now that I'm working it out. A subconsciously passive person might say, sure, I'll do it. I don't care. Sure, I'll take it on. Yep, I'm free. You know, that kind of stuff. And a subconsciously active person 
is not is obviously not saying now could a subconsciously active person do the opposite if I'm saying that a subconsciously passive person could actually be very active because they're just taking things on passively um <laughs> I'm really trying to work that out could a is there what's the inverse of that a subconsciously active person is still just going to take on more stuff but eventually you'll reach a max capacity right and then maybe a subconsciously active person then they'll have the ability to um what's the word I'm trying to think of to defer to other activities they can say no without any guilt or fear of conflict or, you know, at least less fear of conflict because they'll say, oh, I can't. I have three other things that I have to do that day. I'm not able to. Um, and now they may say, oh, I'll see if I can move stuff around. I'll try and squeeze it in. Uh, if they're really afraid of conflict. Or they may... Um, you know, the, the level of activity may be, that may be the goal is to get to a point where you can basically say no without having too much fear of conflict. Even though, of course, there are people in a work setting or something who will say, no, I guess, I mean, <laughs> I don't work in an office, so, but you know, whatever you imagine that there's probably some bosses or coworkers should say no this has to be done that day and then of course you'll have to try and shift things around so it's not total conflict avoidance but at least the no is not coming from you the the fault is not yours that you can't or don't want to take this other task on it, you can defer that guilt to some other disembodied activity or person, you know. Um, and I would definitely fall more into the, uh, <laughs> like, subconsciously passive. To a certain extent, I mean, I say that, but I think a lot of people who have known me in my life would say, well, I don't think you're passive. Um but I'm certainly not active. I don't, I'm not subconsciously active. I do not take on tasks for people. I would say I'm just plain old actively not interested in taking on tasks for people. Um, and I have, and I know that that is the case because I, in the past, I've really gotten myself into some pickles in taking on tasks because um, partly out of the passivity. Sure, I'll do it. I don't mind. And then I regret it. And um, I'm, I'm more like beating myself up because I, <laughs> I'm like, I wish we hadn't committed to this. <laughs> so I'm, I'm learning that I don't, uh, I don't like to be subconsciously 
active. (laughs) I like to be actively passive. I don't know if I got to that yet. Actively passive. Oh, yeah, I did. That's how, that's what started this all out. So, okay, so there's subconsciously passive. I think actively passive is choosing. Oh, yeah, we we clarified this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, you know, working it out. It's choosing, I think earlier I was saying that it's choosing to um, say, well, I'm going to let this one go. But I also think that actively passive can be saying, "Mm," I guess that would be asserting yourself. If you say, certainly if you say, no, I don't want to, and you just, you stand by that, it's not an emotional it's not set out of anger. It's not, it's just a, you know, you're standing in yourself and you say, no thanks, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, I guess that would just be asserting yourself. Um, Gosh, I don't know how I got on this topic from garbage or mundaneness. I really have no idea. Um, and I'm going to completely switch gears because I feel like I've finished my thoughts on that topic and I'm going to, oh gosh, tell you about my little Christmas village that I have set up. It took me a little time. I just haven't really been in like a super Christmassy spirit. Like I've tried, I've watched the movies. I just can't. I don't know. Something is different about this year. I'm just not really feeling terribly Christmassy. I don't know why. Because I've certainly felt very Christmassy in uh, years past. But I have my little Christmas village set up. I have a, like, three little, you know, whatever, Victorian-looking houses and a couple pine trees and a snowman and a light post that is not in proportion to the rest of the buildings or at least not the three houses it's like you know way too big and um then I have a big well the houses are really small but what what do you think when I say really big and what do you think when I say really small I don't know I don't know what you're thinking and I don't have, let's say the, the church is the size of a grapefruit. Okay. And then the, uh, the little houses are the size of clementines. And then I have, and those are all lit, lit from within, right? Not well, you know, just a cheap like light bulb inside. So it's like the whole house is glowing, you know? But the funny thing about the church is that for some reason, this church has blinking colored light. That's the only light option for it. So it looks like there's like a rave happening in the church. I like it. Um, And then many, many years ago, it wasn't my first Christmas in Germany, but it was one of my first Christmases, I believe. And I bought a votive candle holder that is um like terracotta probably and it's like painted to look like a gingerbread house 
and you you know it has a big hole at the back and you just put a tea candle in there and I still have this little house and uh I love it it just reminds me of years gone by and um so Santa's positioned outside of the <laughs> little gingerbread house. Funny thing about Santa. So some of you, if you're very Catholic or you're European, you probably know about St. Nicholas Day. Um, that happens on December 6th. Uh, St. Nicholas comes by and he'll put usually like chocolate, but also nuts and oranges into like a boot that you put like whatever you just put it somewhere in the house or outside your bedroom door or something those are the traditional things chocolate santa like an easter bunny kind of thing and then oranges or clementines and nuts like walnuts chestnuts uh but i think now it's developed into you know you can get you'll get maybe one good present out of it too and um so they have saint nicholas now, the person who brings the presents at Christmas time is not St. Nick. It's like the Christ child, basically, das Christkind. And um, it's described as an angel. It really seems like it's right in the name. They're, they're calling this kid the, the Christ child. But nobody says it's Jesus. They say it's an angel. It's very hard to like, it doesn't make sense to me, you know. And um, because the the article that's used for kind, the word for child, is neutral. So there is ma masculine, feminine, and neutral. The child like doesn't have a gender, you know. <laughs> so they'll usually refer to it as a girl, but it's basically like, like a non-binary angel you know now we have the vocabulary for people that don't have one specific gender you know or any gender it's a non-binary angel child that's not Jesus even though the angel shares a very important part of the name but not Jesus and um, that's who brings the presents to kids now, they have a concept, of course, you know, just living in the world, uh, American media is, just dominates the whole planet, right? Not as profoundly as Americans like to think it does. So you'll meet people who, you know, don't know about, they're not keeping up on the latest celebrity news, you know what I mean? Anyway, um... But, of course, you can't avoid Santa if you watch anything that is American in, um, you know, Christmas media. But they don't, if I say Santa to people, they almost look at me like they're not, like they have to think about who Santa is. So what they call him is the Weihnachtsmann, der Weihnachtsmann, the Christmas man. Which, fine, you know, call a spade a spade, yes. But it is so funny to me that they, um, I, I mean, it's nice. To me, it's nice that they really retain that, you know, their tradition and it's not sort of been 
uh, Americanized. Um, obviously, if you're like an international couple, it's different. And and the lie that I ha- worked out for my future children is that um, even though the Christkind brings presents on the 24th and German kids open their presents on the 24th, which seems like, uh, you know, kind of, kind of anticlimactic. You know, you've waited all this time, and now the day before Christmas, you're going to open the presents? Well, whatever. Uh, but Santa comes back, you know, to Germany on the 25th and drops off presents because he knows that the kids are American, too. You know, that's the lie that you can tell your <laughs> half-American children. Um, well, this episode was a real going around to different topics, I would say. And I feel like that is it. We're doing, I just want to do like short and sweet episodes. I got to get myself back into this, you know, process here. All right. Well, I will say that I did try looking up, you know, information about garbage disposal. waste disposal in the ancient world or just anything on waste disposal and it's actually kind of hard to find information on it which is annoying uh so if you find any good information on ancient waste disposal like in rome or greece or you know (laughs) there were uh, obviously the ancient world was the entire world so if you got any other information for me from a different country then please email me emails in the description as always and um i just wish you the most lovely morning afternoon or evening um maybe examine if you're being subconsciously passive or subconsciously active and work on asserting yourself today i don't know Um, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye.